You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello! Devin, kick it off for us. All right. The digital camera is a great invention because it allows us to reminisce instantly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. I heard that that's a uh, Dimitri Martin stand up. He does like those quick little weird one liners. <laughs> Reminisce. <laughs> Reminisce instantly. I love oh, that, that looks great. Really that's good. amazing. Look at us. We're so happy right now. <laughs> remember that when we did that? That was great. Uh, remember we took that picture a second ago? <laughs> it looks so good. Let's take another one. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Oh uh, man, that's so true though. It's like you like take a picture and look at it. You're like, oh, what do you think? Or you take five, six, seven pictures with the digital camera with the phone. Ding, 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 ding. Which one looks good? Go back. Okay, that one's good. That has this good angle. I'll be able to remember this part of this happening. You know, it's including this, or you know, especially for creating uh, Instagram posts. And stuff. I'm always right. like, what what do I have in there? Is there stuff in the background? Does my shop look too cluttered? Do I look like a fool? You know, <laughs> I like, like a fool. <laughs> what angle can I go? You know. Or like taking pictures of my work on my dining room table. Yeah. So if you guys ever see like my knives and they're just on a wooden surface, that's my dining room table, one that I made myself. Um, and so I'm always like, my my daughter and I both work. We have school, you know, do school work and have virtual learning on that table. So it's always covered with stuff. And then <laughs> honestly, to stay even before we were working, it was always still covered in stuff. So I'm always like pushing it back like this almost like a trash compactor just like sliding stuff back just out of frame i'll like take a picture and i'll be like oh i see a little corner of like you know something sticking in a notebook so slide that out of the way (laughs) just the work (laughs) that's why when people see stuff on instagram or youtube it's people are just picking their best angles Right. They probably yeah. see that wooden table and think you're like in a log cabin, like in Alaska. <laughs> like, man, he lives a, such, such a cool. They just widen out. It's paperwork everywhere and normal, messy right. kitchen stuff. 
white walls with kind of like shitty, you know, like plaster job <laughs> over the joints and the drywall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think in the beginning when we were making the Art of Craftsmanship, I was trying to leave out some of the the at the left side of the, of, your, of your shop because that had right. all the house stuff on, oh, on the, the right oh, yeah, 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 yeah on the on the on the on your side of the, that that everyone sees um facing you and that that all is work stuff wood stuff and stone and tools and yeah. and then you turn you get like some reality like there's like pink girls bike helmets and and like uh tarps and and all t- whatever's in a basement normal stuff yeah. that's in a basement right. and it's just yeah, like the storage <laughs> i would see these like neon green like things and and like stuff that <laughs> stood way out i just but now now i'm like yeah it doesn't matter it's 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 just a background it's it's a uh it's a basement right and you know over the years we've been shooting down there i've kind of gotten stuff in order more or less and then i get more shit and then i have to reorganize <laughs> stuff and then i it gets built up and then i'm fed up and then i gotta go back and rearrange stuff like right now we have just so many extra tools like machines and stuff that are in that space that just right. need to go that's why i'm pumped about making the smithy so i can get the anvil outside i can get the forge outside i can get all that stuff outside that's like just kind of floating around and really hard to move around because it's so heavy yeah <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to get some room. Cool. You're gonna yeah. fill it up again quickly, anyway. But you know, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta. Yeah, the um, the like my shop is relatively small. It, it's like I don't know. What do you think? It's like 15 by 30 or something. Yeah, um, just the basement. You know, not even yeah. maybe not even 15. Um, but again, you know, it's it works well for what I need to do down there. Obviously, yeah. like if I had to. I don't know. I, what, the, the one big machine that I'd like to get is a table saw, and I every time I think about getting a table saw, I think about the orientation that I would like put it in. I'm like, man, it's just not ideal space for a table saw the way it's set up now. So if that happened, I'd have to like maybe rethink the whole space and do something different, which would be I don't know, crazy. I don't know if it's worth it. <laughs> I'm just like, I right. just not get a table saw. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had that little, I have the little one, like ten inch on the stand, and that works. Yeah, so I can put it at the end of the, of the uh, the middle bench, you know, the carpenter's bench, and slide stuff onto it, like as an outfeed. So that works well. Which I could do. Yeah, no, it does work well. And if I if I got a better table saw, I'd probably set it up in that space a little bit more permanently. Um, the end of that table has the uh, has the big Veritas double. Uh, handle bench vice mm, that's right but you know if i wanted to set up the table saw at the end i'd probably want to rearrange that anyway maybe move that vice to the front because that's a really nice vice and if i could get that to the front yeah. and that tabletop needs to be redone that came with the ta- that came with the whole thing didn't it it did yeah i got that table for a hundred i think 125 or 150 bucks mm. um through like facebook marketplace or something and it came with the uh the double screw um yeah the carpenter's vice on the end which that alone is i think worth like 225 or 250 bucks from veritas that's sweet yeah um so yeah wait i was thinking the the dimitri martin quote and um uh i have been shooting little 10 to 30 second clips of my daughter every oh oh, excuse me i was opening my guinness that's what i'm drinking today (laughs) um um (laughs) Yeah, a little 10 to 30 second clips. Like, I didn't want to go crazy. Like, some people, you know, they shoot these long, long videos. 
and you don't know what you're looking at. But if I just shoot small clips every day or every other day by the end of a year, I'll have I'll be able to put them all together and have this really nice like five minute video or or ten minute video. Yeah. And then maybe I'll have it ready for like her first birthday party or something. Then we'll show that. You know, it's like you can oh. you can watch it or I'll have it on loop or something. But I thought that would be nice and uh I think I, I decided that after being in the hospital for a few days with her when after right. she was born, just taking little tiny clips. Not and being trying to be present about how much time I like sat there and took pictures of her. Right. I didn't want yeah. to spend all my time <laughs> with my newborn baby like posing right trying to get the perfect <laughs> angle sliding around the room for good light you know <laughs> which I'm, it's just hard to do you know because you want right. to you, you want to capture those moments mm-hmm. but you also want to be in the moment you know and you as a photographer you know it's like you're thinking about that you know like, right. I capture these i want to capture these yeah, yeah. but i i That's um I, I felt like i got some good pictures i brought the good nikon and i got some phone stuff but i remember looking back through my phone and seeing i had a few clips that were like 10 seconds and 20 seconds and I really liked them. So then I started, okay, I'm going to do that. That's all I need to do. I don't need to worry about taking many pictures. Just get a few seconds each day when she's doing something different, try to capture her progression and then, uh, reminisce. Right. <laughs> I like it. No, that's, that's a great idea. And the one thing that I'm always hesitant about and I need to be more proactive about my wife is actually pretty good is taking all that information and all those videos we've done on our phone and photographs and things from over the years and putting them onto a secondary, you know, uh, database, right? Like she's using a lot of like cloud, you know, storage and stuff. So doing it there, but, uh, you know, occasionally downloading that onto drives and things just to, so we have it because everything is digital. So it's like, we don't have occasionally we actually a few times, since our daughter's been born, we've done the, the like, um, printed book services. You just send, you know, send out like mm-hmm. however many you want, you know, 20 or 30 pictures, and then they print out a book. And we've done that a couple times for like grandparents, you know, we'll send them out for Christmas gifts and stuff and great grandparents. So, right. Um, but I just, have to, I always have to remember to like be more proactive about that, saving that stuff. Cause like right now I have a, you know, like a five year old iPhone, <laughs> like <laughs> iPhone five SE. It, it or could go at any minute. <laughs> Right, exactly. And then it's done, you know. But I know, same thing. All these little video clips, I just have them on my phone. I got to transfer them. And right. It's just a bit of a process. Um, but yeah, yeah, speaking of a bit of a process, if we want to talk about what we're up to, I, I guess we can do that first just to kick it off. Um, sure. Because I've been trying to figure out the best way to store our footage because we've been, we finished the uh, kukri knife. Yeah. Our yep. brush axe. Um, was it, it wasn't done last week, last podcast, right? We were still, no, we, uh, yeah, no, we, we were, we, when did we shoot last? It was, was it over the weekend? Saturday. We shot okay. on Saturday. All right. So yeah, so, yeah, that was the last day. Yep. So just trying to figure out, man, we shot, I think the total gigabytes of storage it took to shoot that. It was, uh, between 300 and 400. Like 350 terabytes, and I think uh, 350 gigabytes. gigabytes. And my terabytes. and my new drive that I just bought is only one terabyte. I should have got bigger, but I, I always I always feel like you want you have to balance space and also how much you are willing to lose if something goes wrong. Right. 
I feel right. like I feel like we've talked about this a good bit. I don't know about on here, but yes, you can get a um, huge 10 terabyte drive that sits there. But if there's an issue, you lose 10 terabytes worth of stuff. Oh, right. You know, if, if I have oh, yeah. a bunch of one terabyte or 500 gigs, then you only lose a little bit. Gotcha. I thought you were going like the other way around that, like thinking, you know, is it worth it to buy a giant one to know you have that backup if something goes wrong with what's on like line, but you're mm. going the other way around. You're like, what if something happens to that giant 10 terabyte drive? Right. Then you lose all 10 terabytes or whatever. Right. Yeah. You lose, no, you know, yeah, you use years of work instead of months. Right. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm been battling and I know there's better ways and I know there's, I'm also battling with editing the 4k footage and it, right. it's really slow and it's really frustrating to, you know, once I start stacking clips, it's, it bogs down and I have right. to, I have to cut back what I'm, um, when I'm editing, like at 1080, I could always do full quality and I could edit yeah. in full quality, high def 1080, but now it don't, doesn't want to do it on 4k. So I have to go at least half quality or quarter quality and then it slows down and then you know you can't see your cuts like you really have to see the the cut smoothly right yeah. and so i've been it's it's been a mess so i think i just have to uh change the format it's still going to be in 4k it's just going to be a different format that works a little bit better with pc and maybe right. there's a way to you make a a set of files that are lower quality that it pulls it from so it it's not pulling in all that 4k and editing it it's pulling in what are they called it's it's like a replacement thing right and then when you go to render it 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 changes the file destination so it's like hey we're using the low res copies as you edit but the second you want to export we switch over to pulling from those same clips but the full versions Oh, nice. So I know there's a way of doing that. I just I haven't, I guess I haven't put the time into figuring it out, but I know it's a bit of a thing. Uh, right. But but we'll see. Our next video, we'll try a different format, MP4, and see how it works. And yeah. It's just a little frustrating. But 12 minutes is edited. So All right. we're probably yeah. uh, we're probably <laughs> a quarter of the way there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say this uh, you know, we put out the video just talking about 2020 and what we're planning is and that was in 4K, but this will be the first full build video in 4K, so Yeah. It's exciting. It should be should be good. Should look good. Yeah, I mean it yeah, it looks awesome. It's uh, already already I'm I've gotten like snobby about that looking back <laughs> at old videos now. I'm like, "Oh, they're so yeah, it's not sharp at all. There, it seems like everything's out of focus. Like, oh, this 4K, this new <laughs> camera great. looks so good. It's just, uh, uh, so it is fun getting it done. And and I've right. been I've been watching some stuff, but it's a little bit slower. But I, I'll, I'll figure it out. So you are. I know when we were recording, you did some tests with like the MOV and then the other files. The way you're recording it. Um, did you are you going to use any of that type of stuff on this video or is that all just going to be like experiments for the next video? What do you mean use what stuff? You were you were like recording remember we set up we did a couple tests where you were like oh yeah recording I, in I, MOV and recording in whatever. A, yeah, MP4 or M MOV is right. what I've been debating um I'm sure some people know more about this or yelling at the radio but it's <laughs> MOV's less compressed but it's also um 
used to be kind of a Mac format. MP4 is more compressed, but better. It works well with PC. But right. the difference is really hard to tell, in in my opinion. MP4 might work better. And uh, I export it anyway at the end of MP4 because that's what YouTube says. Right. So I don't know the quality change if I shoot all uncompressed MOV and then it's MP4 anyway. I, I, I don't know how much difference it's, it's doing. Um, so, yeah, we did some comparison tests did like the same thing twice on multiple things and i'm gonna i guess we'll do side by side and i'll do like a little test export for us and we can see if there's any like i'll put it on the tv if i can't if i can't tell on the 55 inch it's that's it then you'll be fine (laughs) yeah (laughs) well what um uh so you're doing everything right now for this video for the cougar video in mov yeah because well that's that's what it was recorded in so it's in camera that's what it was recorded in there's some MP4 stuff that that camera, um, some of it's slow mo. They they for whatever reasons it's MP4. So gotcha. But everything's been MOV, hence why it's so so much space. And that's another thing. If I can right. get the MP4 going, there'll probably be a lot more space. But we'll just do what we have to do because it it looks really good. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> exactly. back. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. If it takes up like 32 gigs or 132 gigs every video, then that's what it takes up. We'll yeah. do it. We'll just have the yeah. more money be allotted to drives. Right. Exactly. And that actually is a perfect transition into if you guys want to support us, <laughs> you can support us on Patreon. And the reason why I say that actually, it's funny. So, um, obviously because we also want to support us patreon but uh, there was somebody who commented on one of the videos i can't remember which one it was it may have been the newest one the like the update video but they're or i'm summarizing but said something like you know you guys said at one point you were going to make videos once a week what happened with that you know it seems like that's what a lot of youpers youtubers do but then they don't like make them quick enough and something right. something and at the end it was like you know i really like your videos and all like so he was he's trying to say it it seemed like he wasn't trying to be like too aggressive about it but it was perfect i was just like oh yeah no i understand you know it's tough it, you know we both have you know have full-time jobs and you know it's we're doing this on the side i was like and if you want to help us make more videos you can go over <laughs> and support us on patreon because <laughs> otherwise you get them all for free so right. shut it up if, <laughs> i didn't say that but if we make enough where neither of us have to work full time we will make a one a week <laughs> yeah absolutely. and you know we're, it's you know it's not vlog style it's none of that it's they right. take a long time like yeah it's just how it is. I edited yeah. for I edited for two days and I got twelve minutes done. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even if we were doing this full time, we still might not have them once a week. Right. Because <laughs> right. we're not doing ten or twelve minute videos. We're doing like forty minute videos. Right. You know, long form videos definitely take mm-hmm. more time. And and the editing style too. It's like you are editing it to a certain level, a certain degree of professionalism that you have. So it's not like you said. It's not just straight like vlog style. It's not just yeah. Get all the, the, and get all the clips and do them quick. You know, it's, right? It's and there's not works. that. I mean, there's talking, but there's not big five minute gaps where you're just chatting. Right. So it's filled yeah. with constant shots. Like I said, this last video was almost 400 gigs, which is days and days of footage. It's just a lot to go through and try <laughs> to make sure. Right. I mean, sometimes I'll edit and I'll just be like, I, "Like it's already thirty-five minutes long." Dustin doesn't even have the handle on. Like I gotta start <laughs> moving shots along, and then I'll, 
I'll go back and realize I missed a bunch of good shots because I was just skipping over big chunks, like <laughs> 10 clips. Like, nah, I won't even look at those. I'm just going to move past it. It has, like, we have talked about the fact that we need to figure out, or, you know, you need to figure out a better way to get the right amount of clips. Because you, like you said, you'll you'll start recording early in what I'm doing, and then you'll record, you know, for a minute to make sure you get whatever's happening is good. Now you can right. do that three or four times for each process or yeah. a dozen times for each process, but you'll, you'll do it like throughout the entire process. Right. Or at least, you know, used to. So now with it being so much, so much larger, you know, space taken up, you have to, we have to think about, okay, how do we, how do we maximize, you know, the, the right. shots so that way you're not, you're not, you don't have, say 500 shots for the video you might have 200 shots for the right. video right yeah it's a it's a weird balance you always want to you always have the feeling of i want to get total coverage right yeah. like the idea the photographer's ideas or videographer whatever you want to call it is like you can't overshoot something right yeah. because the second you go eh, you know that's the shot you missed right exactly like, I, I didn't get i didn't yeah. why yeah i didn't get coverage for that i don't have this angle like what was i thinking <laughs> why don't i have this angle i i need this angle for this edit right here this would be perfect right it's the so shot I tend- where the where the where the grinder belt catches the blade and it swings around and <laughs> sticks in my stomach you know I'm like, ah, bleeding <laughs> right. out <laughs> right what was i doing like, that's youtube gold <laughs> <laughs> youtuber dies on camera <laughs> you won't believe how bad he, he the dies. Worst mistake ever. <laughs> he dies so bad. Amazing was. death. <laughs> and it's just you with a cut finger. Yeah, right. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, guys. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, you you started out to kind of talking about what we're, what we're working on. Do you want to talk about the other thing that you've been interested in recently? I know we mentioned it on the last podcast. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm not working on it. I'm just doing that thing where you get into something new and then you, like, buy the books and you watch all the YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, I've just been really interested in timber framing, especially in talking to uh, Justin Dietrich last week, too, and knowing he yeah. does that stuff. I got to go back and look at his stuff. and his. I know he had, like, a class online. Didn't he do a maker thing? Yeah, he was part of the uh, the maker camp this year, the the virtual maker camp. Right. So he led a... Led a um, you know, did the led one of the online live sessions for uh, Timber does, does that live anywhere? That video? Uh, probably. It's probably on the Maker Camp um, site. the the mm. The location is um, Blackthorn Resort. That's that's the the uh, the company that hosts it is the Blackthorn Resort up in New York. So it might be on their website. Right. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. He just put out. A, uh, a video on timber framing his uh, uh, like a, um, a mailbox holder thing. Did you see that? Justin did. No, no. Yeah, he's Sweet. doing like a, he did a timber frame mailbox thing oh, and man. did like some shishugi bond charring at the bottom so it could sit underground. Oh, I, I did yeah. see the charring video. That was cool. Yeah, I think we need to uh, uh, do a video going up there and uh, tim- learning to timber frame Martigrass and Chip and we'll <laughs> <laughs> head out to Illinois. Yeah, pay for our education. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, On the AOC credit card. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yes, yeah, so I got a, a great book. Um, I guess I, I don't have to. Yeah, I'll recommend it this week. I'll just use that as a recommendation. I'll yeah, hold yeah, that right. to the end. Oh, a big teaser there, folks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've just been watching all the videos. It's just. 
it seems to make sense. We'll see if I get into it. I haven't, I haven't done any yet, so I'm still at that right. point where I'm like looking at tools and how much I'm going to invest in it. Right? You always hear about these are the best tools, but you're like, do I really want to spend $160 on a chisel? Like, right. <laughs> can I get one yeah. for half that? If that is it half quality? Like, is the tool you right? You get to that point where it's so poor that you struggle to learn with it. Right. It makes the process yeah. so much harder because you don't have the right tool. So I'm trying to figure out a balance. If there's any way I can, and obviously I'll be looking at antique malls and uh, I'll be looking around for all these things that I need, but it just yeah. seems like such a great thing to do and uh, something you can do in your shop. And the majority of it you do inside, you know, you're not spending weeks and weeks, at least to get uh -huh. the frame up. Right. Yeah. You know, you but you do all that in your shop. You take the time and you lay out everything and you uh, cut all your joints and mortise and tenon. And then you kind of put it up like Lego on a day with a bunch of friends and family. It seems like such a cool thing. And, and hopefully one day I, I, I need like a workshop or a, I'd like to have a, a place to edit and record these podcasts. And um, I, I'd love to do like a 12 by 16 right uh timber frame hut shed cabin but yeah it'd be sweet have like the loft area for all the clean stuff and down below you just have your shop to do more timber framing <laughs> <laughs> or whatever else you want to do you know just like right. having a shop like once you have once you have a house and a property then there's always something to do at least i feel that way you know like you can there's either something to do in the shop or you have to then hire out to have someone else do it like right you know if you got to fit a new door or put in like a new framework around a window mm -hmm. or do some trim yeah. in your house or whatever, you know, there's always something. So having those basic tools like chop saw, you know, circular saw, a workbench with a vice, you know, and then a few tools, that's kind of the, the, the basis, you know, a couple sanders or whatnot. But right. I think everybody needs, I, I feel like I wouldn't, you know, I don't know. My, my mentality is automatically just to do that stuff myself. So, you can't do that if you don't have, and you know, I think that we're all that same way raised that way by our dad who was like, oh, okay, what do we need to do? Let's figure out how we're going to do it ourselves. You know, what do we need to buy? What do I need to get? You know, and he had, our dad had yeah. all the, the, the background, the history of being, you know, a, a contractor working for the city and doing all sorts of different stuff. And then just his, you know, just a lifetime of making stuff on his own that, you know, we've kind of gleaned from him over the years. And, and so we have that, I think that same mindset. It's like, okay, we need to get it done. Let's get it done. And okay. we all have the maker mindset, you know, get to work, keep working. How do we work most more efficiently work together as a team? Yeah. Yeah. Whether, and I, whether, whether that's like BB gun battles in the woods or that's, uh, <laughs> you know, putting down the floor. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's, and that I feel like it's something, um, if I can learn and do, there will never be, a lack of projects mm -hmm. and definitely, I mean, if you get one thing up, then you're probably going to want to make an attachment or definitely if you have one thing up, there will be friends and family who go, that's awesome. Can we please do it? Yeah. Right. So yeah. I know if, if I got one up, everyone would probably want one. Yeah. And once <laughs> you build, once you build the main structure, then, you know, you like, well, you don't want to have, all of your furniture inside just be prefab or something. So then, you know, maybe build a timber frame table, a <laughs> right. timber frame couch and some chairs and you know, right. like, you're shelving. And, you know, once you get that mindset of like, 
I can I can make mortises and tenons and like lap mm-hmm. joints and things to put things together and they'll hold with some pegs and some dowels and right. like maybe some wood glue to reinforce it but it doesn't need it really. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I think it it like op- it's like a you're seeing out of the crystal glass, you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> cool. All this stuff can just work that way. And then you start noticing it in everything around you. Anytime yeah. you go into an old barn, you're like, oh, cool. That's I mean, so cool. it definitely yeah. takes skill and forethought, but I, I feel like normal stick framing, the way houses are made now, it's the right. same thing. There's a lot of measurements and ideas and things you need to know before tackling it. Yeah. Just like timber framing. And, and you just make such a better product and it'll last longer than any of us need it to (laughs) right yeah (laughs) i like that it'll last longer than we need it to right (laughs) it won't blow down if if there's a tornado we'll probably run out to that thing (laughs) right yeah exactly because that thing ain't coming down uh and it's cool that a lot of times you do it you don't have to wait for if 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 you were lucky enough to you know mill your own wood you don't have to wait for anything to dry Mm -hmm. and and you know lumber that that big the timber that big is would take forever to dry all the way through but you cut it and you you can put it up while it's and work on it while it's green and certain woods will be a little bit softer to work with and you just uh there will be some warping and stuff apparently but it just goes with it and then that's just how you do it so i'm excited i'm getting to that so (laughs) i think it'd be good Uh uh-oh Looks like uh, something happened to Devin's sound. We might have lost him for a minute. Well, on that note, I will talk to you guys about what I have been up to. Um, so we we talked about the kookery, so that we're finishing. We finished up the kookery on uh, what was that on Saturday? So I've been uh, I've been like, oh no, is that me? Hold on, guys. If you can still hear me, I appreciate it. If you can't hear me, then. Uh, We'll see where we're going. No, I'm connected. Okay. Cast hasn't seen Devin. Looks like you've been disconnected from the internet. Please check your connection and reload this page. Sorry, guys. If you can hear me, I'm I, I'm glad that you can hear me. And I'm going to keep on going. And we'll see if uh, we'll see if Devin is uh, here. I'm gonna I'm gonna stop recording, and I might have to come back to you guys. All right. All right, we're back. We're back. Not, ex- not exactly sure what happened there. It looks like my internet service just died completely. Like, I have AT&T, hmm. and I run from my hotspot on my phone because uh, we don't actually have internet here at my house. We, my wife and I just use our phone hotspots for, you know, random TV and stuff, um, and then just surf the internet with that. But, uh, but yeah, it just stopped. It's still, still my phone. It says no service. Like, AT&T just died. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's a hot but spot. Fortunately, for you. yeah. Fortunately, we do have a separate hot spot um, here at the house. So I joined onto that, and we're back to recording. We are um, back. <laughs> you were uh, you were finishing up your thought about yeah about timber framing and yeah. So I think I, I think what I said after that <laughs> point was if I give it up in a month or two, you'll know. Oh right. Yeah. Hey, remember the time you were talking about timber framing? <laughs> like, no. So uh, you know, everyone, keep Shut me up. honest. Dustin, keep me honest. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you got the tools yet? What do you got? Come on, let's try something. Have you done a project? Yeah, I was gonna say um, the one of the fun things I think about timber framing, and I haven't. I've done the bare minimum of timber framing, but 
just just enough to like wet my interest but i think the fun thing about what i see is that it's like almost like you said like giant legos or like a puzzle mm-hmm. right so it's like okay this piece here needs to have this part removed and then this piece here has to have this part removed or like this is a mortise and this is a tendon you just right. kind of draw it out and because it's on such a large scale your amount of uh, slop you know or tolerances are, are really high right or really yeah. low or whatever it is like you can you can you can make a mistake by a curve of a saw blade and it's not going to matter now obviously Obviously, if you can do it really accurate, really clean, you know, that's why using chisels, marking your lines with a nice, uh, you know, like a marking knife, hint, hint, might be a new video coming out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, You know, then you work up to those lines, chisel out all your stuff, and then you, like, chisel out the bulk of it and then work to that line slowly. So that way you can get pretty accurate, but... Right. I mean, as as long as you do it right and go by the plans um, and don't your measurements aren't way off. I mean, everything does have to sync up nice and well and fit, but there's ways of testing that beforehand before you're out all the way out where you want to lay it down. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but no, so that should be fun. So that's what I'm up to. Dustin, what do you got? (laughs) Well, I have, uh, I've been doing a few different things. Um, one, obviously we finished the kookery. So that was fun. We were able to get that nice handle on that and get Mm -hmm. that all finished up. And, you know, I, showed it off to a few friends and showed it off to my students like look at this cool thing i made <laughs> but uh that was that was that's pretty pretty cool um we so a few things i've been doing this week there's a, a couple um i so i started a painting uh I, I started what was to be two paintings last year when um when i transitioned into virtual learning so march 13th or 14th or whatever it was the last day that i taught last year um started teaching virtual every day from then on and then realized i had kind of this downtime sitting around uh waiting for students to check in you know being available for students kind of like office hours but not actually teaching and so i uh, i just pulled out i had this idea to make these two kind of sister paintings one really dark painting and one really light painting both landscapes both out of my head um but you know, one really dark kind of nighttime and one daytime full bright, you know, and lots of variations of white and cream and, you know, light. So I did the first one, uh, back when I started that back in maybe April or so of last year. And then, uh, have, have been kind of, I still have that one. It's to me, it's not completely finished yet. It's, it's, it looks finished, but there's still things I want to work on it. So, um, I kind of was thinking about working on that a little bit more, but then I thought, you know, I might, I should start the second painting. So then I can kind of see this relationship between the two paintings. So I started that. Um, I got a, a decent amount. I think that's probably, that's probably what size is it? Maybe 18 by, not 18, maybe 15 by 30, 15 by 25, something like that. So it's kind of a narrow, tall painting. Um, hmm. But I started that and got some good progress done. I, I posted some pictures on Instagram and Facebook of that, uh, that the start. And then I worked, I think, for another, like, four or five hours after that. So <laughs> just like kind of building it up, kind of, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to do for the landscape. So just kind of start by laying in little general areas of paint to see how it works and then start putting in, you know, bigger areas of paint and kind of, and I, I, I work predominantly in with a palette knife. So I use a, you know, a mixing tool. That's a big, you know, flat metal thing that I can mix with and then also apply the paint with. So I really like that because it, it, it keeps my marks a little bit more uh, uh, abstract and a little bit more unpredictable. 
So things yeah. happen with the marks that are that are exciting, and especially in landscape. You know, everybody knows Bob Ross, and over the years, you know, Bob Ross would paint with a palette knife, and like, okay, we'll just take this little part of white and just drag it down, right? And then you get this like scraped surface, and that can be barn wood, or it can be bark, or it can be a rock. You know, there's all sorts of ways that that like that uh, natural um, obscurity that happens when you scrape paint over the surface that I love the, uh, that feeling of that, you know, it has, it has a life to it of its own, of its own. Um, so I started that painting, which is cool. Um, let's see what else. My, uh, my cousin-in-law reached out to my wife and I a while back, maybe a month or so ago with an idea for a logo. He's actually doing a, um, <laughs> funny enough. So he's doing a paddleboard out of wood. Nice. And, uh, and so he reached back out to me and was like, you know, wondering how that logo is going. I've got most of the wood and the next step in the process is basically to print out on parchment, apparently your logo and you put it where you want it on the wood and then you fiberglass over it. And it basically like cleans the, you know, you can't see the parchment paper and it just looks like the logo. Um, so he's to the point where he wants to get ready to get that logo on. So I was chatting with him and we, my wife and I were working up a few different versions of that and sending him his different options. And then, you know, I was like, oh, you should, uh, you should check out work by Justin Dietrich because he's working on a paddleboard. You know, I was like, <laughs> he was like a buddy of mine from, you know, social media, blah, blah, blah. And, and he was like, so I, I sent him the link and then he went and looked at it. He was like, oh, that's so funny. He's like, I watched all those videos from him so far. <laughs> you know, so he's already been watching Justin's like videos on the paddleboard, which again is another reason why Justin needs to get back on that and finish that up. <laughs> and I know that Justin wanted to do that just so he can get out on the water. But, but yeah, so, so that's kind of fun. It's kind of fun doing like design work that way, coming up with a logo, something that works, something that... You know, there's there's a completely different mindset when you're coming up with a logo as opposed to coming up with a, or just creating fine art, because a logo has to be simple and recognizable all the time, right? That's the the most simple logos, the ones that everyone everyone remembers, like UPS or Nike or you know the Adidas a flower, whatever. You know, these are really simple, right. really simple shapes that are very recognizable from anywhere. Yeah, I think that um, that yeah. a, a logo and like a um, a theme tune musically. Mm-hmm. A logo you want to be able to draw in your notebook, and a tune you want to yeah. be hum. You want to be able to hum and whistle, and get right. that stuck in your head. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So so we kind of played with that, and he had an idea which we played on, and we gave him a few other ideas, um, which is funny enough because my wife is not, was not a huge fan of his original idea, so she was like taking the his his concept behind the idea and then making a few different versions of it, versions of it that she thought would work better and kept like sending over versions of that. And he was like, was like, yeah, I like it, but it's not really the angle I was going for, not the direction I wanted to go for. So, right. but I, I had done a basic version of what he wanted first in, in a, in a way that we thought worked a little bit better. Um, which is it's, it's the silhouette of a bird, like an Eagle from above or from below either one, you know, so like wings straight out flying, like gliding, um, and then the head, well, I don't know if I should say it cause somebody might steal it, but whatever it's, <laughs> it's the bird, but then different elements of the profile, um, represent the four elements. So fire, earth, wind, and water and different like parts of it. So, so that, you know, is the logo and he had a certain way that he had drawn it from what he had in his mind, which to me actually related a little bit back to like native American art. So a little bit more simplified in symbols of what things were like symbols of what clouds were symbols of, you know, water, you know? And so he had this kind of idea, which 
we both kind of liked, but it worked with some like profile, some things on the inside, some things on the outside, like silhouettes, and it, it just didn't seem like it could work as a, as a logo. So we were playing around with it. So we got him one that he was really pleased with. So working on getting that ready and sent over to him. So when he when he puts that out, I'll, I'll repost it and show everybody what the logo is on his board. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And then other than that, you know, I just uh, working on a the companion way from my buddy Jim who joined us on the live stream that one day, um, <laughs> finished that up for him and used my, uh, my inner tubes for uh, giant rubber band clamps in the shop. It's funny cause those inner tubes are hanging up in the rafters like everything else in the shop. And uh, <laughs> often we'll like walk underneath or bump them or whatever. And I, I think I've used them one or two other times, but today I was like, Oh, how am I going to clamp this weird shape? And I was like, Oh, the inner tubes. Yes. <laughs> Grabbed them, trimmed them down, stretched them. It worked perfectly. It was exactly what I wanted it to do. Nice, and uh, and other than that, just collecting uh, collecting materials for the smithy. Yeah, so, yeah, it's exciting. I you know I have uh, my dad just got some free OSB from a buddy of his, so we've got three full sheets, four by eight sheets of OSB, uh, as well as a couple other like partial sheets. So that should be enough for like the the main roof underlayment or whatever. Yeah, and we I got the okay from the in laws to go pick up the aluminum sheeting uh yeah. roofing siding yeah so we'll, we'll probably go up there soon and i guess we'll shoot the intro up there and mm-hmm. yeah plan it out so i've got everything's like it's uh it's supposed to snow again here tonight into tomorrow morning anywhere between two and five inches i saw so went out mm. this afternoon and covered up the wood and actually used some uh some drop cloth like painters drop cloth and put it over everything or you know plastic drop cloth and then i got like four or five c clamps and since it's all the wood i have it leaning up against some saw horses but outside um and so i just like covered it all and just c clamp the edges so <laughs> nice and nice so that little package outside right now all wrapped up ready to Ooh. ready for the snow oh man i didn't even know it was supposed to snow tomorrow i didn't either one of my students said it today kind of like in a in a comment and then we're getting snow and blah 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 i'm like oh mm. snow sure enough more snow it's great i love it and <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife hates it <laughs> right of course but she has to go to the stuff. she has to leave you know five five thirty to go to the hospital so right the roads around here are never good they're kind of back roads so she's always slipping and sliding we got the four-wheel drive though so it is what right. it is yeah yeah but yeah right. so that's that's pretty much it i've been you know busy doing a bunch of little things you know we since whenever we finish up a video i have all this free time <laughs> like, oh, I, like i re-oiled the um the hickory bow i took my osage bow downstairs my one that i haven't finished yet because it had these like uh, lateral cracks in it i'll have to ask our guest next week what he thinks about them <laughs> yeah we can actually talk about that what happened um <laughs> yeah. this is why we're just talking in general terms this week because we did have a guest plan uh, Dust, if you want to talk about yeah. him. <clears throat> so, uh, I reached out to one of my one of my bow making idols, Clay Hayes. Uh, if you guys are, uh, you know, if you've done any bow making or if you've searched any bow making online, I'm sure you've run into Clay. Um, he is an awesome bow maker. Um, has a YouTube channel called Clay Hayes, and he's got a website, Twisted uh, Twisted Stave. Um, he teach classes, does all sorts of awesome stuff. So I reached out to him and, um, we were going to have him on the podcast. So we were ready to record. 
had everything going. I've got all my notes here for all the questions I was going to ask him. And, and, uh, <laughs> so we're, we're talking back and forth through DM on Instagram, getting ready. We send him the link and then he sends me back a message saying that like it's his, his browser isn't supporting the cast program, which is what we use. So apparently, which we didn't really know, but maybe someone said it at some point, but you need to have Google Chrome to use gas to right. use cast. Ca- cast. So, uh, yeah. So he had to, he had to download that and it was going to take some time. So, we had to postpone, but at the yeah, so at the last minute, we're like, okay, we'll postpone until next week. So, if you guys have any questions for Clay, I'll put out I'll put out a um, a uh, a comment and thing on Instagram and Facebook. Any anybody who out there who's interested in bow making, any questions that you have about bow making, uh, definitely post them, put them up, you know, answer in comments or uh, in responses, and I will I will ask him because he is he is a bow making guru and. Uh, He's done lots and lots of bows, so I'm excited to have him on. And uh, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. It should work fine. Um, Unfortunately, he had yeah he has next week free, so we'll get yeah next week. Another person hampered by their hotspot internet. (laughs) Apparently, that's what he's working with as well. Right, exactly. I know. I was like "Mm, amateur, and then it's like straight halfway through our podcast. (laughs) 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 No, I know. It was like when he said that he texted. He said he's you know he's working off his phone. It was hotspot, and I was like, oh man, me too. (laughs) Right. But yeah, and it just died in the middle. I know. I was thinking that when it happened. I was like, yeah, good thing. uh, Good thing we don't have Clay on now because that would have been a shit show. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, fortunately, uh, we figured out the issue and we're able to get back up and going. Um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, fun things. I mean, you know, it's good to, good to have some time in the shop, um, just to kind of putz around and clean up a little bit and do a few different things. Like I said, I, I, uh, our, our heat has been kind of off and on working well and not working well some days. And it was not working well for about two and a half days in a row over the last couple of days. And of course those are like some of the coldest days we've had here in Maryland, like in the twenties. Um, yeah. So it was pretty chilly in our house, and I reached out to our uh, the uh, the company that takes care of our furnace and stuff, and we have a plan with them. So they came out and assessed it, and that was like two days ago. And the guy's like, "Okay, it looks like everything's working fine, but you're not getting like the water pumping through correctly or whatever." So he said, "What he thought it was is possibly a bubble in the like an air bubble in the line." So we have baseboard heating, so you know it's a, a water heated furnace which then sends water through all the baseboards, which is what warms up and you know warms up the house. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's send somebody out. So he was like, okay, they you know we have plumbers. He said he's not really a plumber, so he had to send out a plumber to work on it. Um, and this was probably two o'clock, two fifteen in the afternoon on Monday. Um, so kind of waited around for a call, heard nothing by you know. Monday night and then Tuesday I called and they're like, okay, yeah, no problem. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll reach back out. We'll put in two tickets. So that way someone reaches out and calls you and then still no call yesterday. So I called back again today or actually no, they, somebody called me from the the place, um, but I was teaching. So I called them back and, and they should be out tomorrow morning at nine. But fortunately our systems kind of kicked itself back into gear and it's working today. So <laughs> for now, <laughs> but yeah, either way they're, they're just going to bleed and, and re, you know, get the air out of the system. So it seems like that's uh, the, the, the dreaded, the dreaded it, you know, we put it in the system. There's a ticket. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> actually the woman who I called when I called and talked to the woman, she was actually really good. She was like, well, 
She's, I was, you know, because I told her, I was like, you know, when, when the guy came yesterday, the technician, he told me he had put something in with the plumbers. So that way they would know to call me. And she's like, well, I'll just put in another one because, you know, two two tickets in the system can't hurt. And I was like, oh, yeah, I hear that. So like, we'll, we'll get two in there for you. I was like, ah, it's great. You know, well, one's kind of useless, so, you know, two won't make any difference. Was, <laughs> yeah, right. You're screwed either way, buddy. <laughs> just got to deal with the cold. I hope you like <laughs> jogging. <laughs> yeah right been, oh, fortunately uh, i have a not fortunately but either way it would be fine i we have an electric oven so just turn on the oven and open the oven door <laughs> yeah, exactly. so that warms up the kitchen and then we have not, a little a little space I thought, heater i thought you were supposed heater. to i thought you were supposed to get your yeah your space heaters yeah no yeah. we do we have the one space heater so oh, that man. that just lives in the living room and but uh, they they pull so much energy in our, our house the electricity in our house is so like wishy-washy that uh yeah when we, when we put it I mean, we we keep it on a surge protector, but when it's not plugged into like the one main outlet, like the outlets, the the circuits are weird in the house. So we can we can run it in the living room, but if we run it in either the bedrooms, like it just trips circuits and stuff. So. <laughs> Where we really need it, yeah. <laughs> well, we just you know put like three or four extra blankets on each of the beds, and and you know it stays it stays it's not like crazy cold in our house even when the heat's down because it's a small house, so. You know, it, it dropped down to maybe 55 or something, so Ooh. which is cold, but it's not, you know, when you're under four blankets, it's man, it's that's it's cold. That's, that's old world temperatures, <laughs> right? You gotta put up, like, put the drapes around our bed, and you, know, <laughs> right. you, you gotta get some, the uh, the hot water bottles, <laughs> put some rugs up on the walls to right. insulate the room, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, coals inside of the the like f- foot tins to put under. No, the yeah, of the bed. my my <laughs> wife would lose her shit. <laughs> <laughs> you better get somebody out of here right now. She'd be starting a fire in the bedroom. I don't care. <laughs> let, the, let the landlord deal with it. <laughs> she's got an axe. Look at she's. <laughs> oh, she's just chopping kindling. <laughs> yeah, get warm twice, are, yeah. hon. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you guys have the fire. The, we uh, do have the wood stove. The wood stove. So, so that that's that's really nice. Although that is kind of like out on the, you know, I oh, I guess that works fine, right? It's you good, but it doesn't on. it doesn't really get to the bedrooms. It will right. warm it'll warm the sun porch and the living room, right, and, and almost to the kitchen up. So I mean, at least we'd have an area or we'd have something, a right. core to the to our place where we'd right, have some exactly. warmth. Yeah, that's re- that's really what you need. Just a nice. A wood stove but yeah it's a whole yeah. a whole thing we'll see eventually Pro- projects for the next homes with <laughs> with timber framing and wood stoves and all the right exactly. all the good stuff i would love man i we we grew up different how all of our houses i think we grew up in all had uh either wood stoves or fireplaces it's just such something so nice about that mm-hmm. and yeah i think you know even like our we we grew up, you know, had the trailer on the farm first, and the farmhouse had the woods, had the fireplace, and then we moved up to Westminster, and that had the wood stove, and each of those places. And that's, I, I just, I love, I love a wood stove. I love fireplace too, but there's something kind of, kind of cool about a wood stove, you know, just like that chunk of steel or whatever in the corner, and feed yeah. it, keep the fire going, have a little like, you know, stone hearth, and then your your little firewood stack there or whatever. We'll see. I'd, you know, I'd love to have something like that. Yeah some point some point we'll see when uh, we have a new shop at a new house and all sorts of new stuff and then we'll get all the all the trolls be like i used to like it when you guys were back in that little shop down the basement <laughs> <laughs> with all your shitty tools and your shitty house <laughs> back when you were relatable 
Yeah, back when you were relatable and poor. Now look at you. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I wanted to say I just opened up my second beer I'm drinking a Sam Adams Wicked Hazy Juicy New England IPA Brand Mm. new I feel like they just put it out 6.8% alcohol by volume Take it easy 35 IBUs So it's pretty uh, It's not super hoppy But uh, Yeah I I just I was at the liquor store the other day Buying some beer And I Picked up uh, the a twelve pack of the New Belgium, the Voodoo Ranger mix pack, which we enjoyed recently, and uh, yeah, and then I saw this. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Sam Adams, they do they do like little small batch runs nowadays, which is kind of nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's good. Just, yeah, it's good stuff. I was looking actually. There's a couple local Maryland brewers, and I know I know a guy who who knows some of the brewers. Maybe we'll get them on. That'd be oh, great cool. to he- hear all about that. And there's actually one place. That in their um, what sampling room or next to their little bar that they have at the brewery, they have a uh, axe throwing. Nice, yeah. So I thought maybe we could talk to them or hook them up with an axe or something to try to yeah, collaborate. Wow. That'd be sweet. We need we need an art of craftsmanship beer as well. <laughs> yeah, yes, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Sponsored by the Art of Craftsmanship beer from you know Heavy Seas Brewing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be sweet. Um, oh. Speaking of uh, axe throwing, I know I mentioned this to you. Um, our, our buddy Sean from Crafting Life, I want wanted to do a collaboration, kind of video collaboration with us, mm. where we we each make a modified axe head into a throwing axe head. So basically, taking like a full size axe head, which either like you know it's got a chip out of it or some something that like needs to be modded down modify it down to the the axe throwing league standards for weight Mm. you know build them separately on our own videos and then have like a little a little throw like axe throwing throw off at the end of the video so look for that in the nearish future that should happen sometime in the next couple months or so that'll be a fun video to do but yeah Axe throwing. We'll have to get back to that. Drinking beers and axes, man. That's some of the biggest comments we've had on uh, on any of our videos. Like, <laughs> I still get it. I still get. It's basically just that people still say that. Yeah. Drinking beers and throwing axes. Like you can't go wrong. <laughs> like that same exact comment. I've, we've heard that like fifty times. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> I'm, every time I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's awesome. <laughs> right. And I'd be, I'd be. It's either people are positive or slightly negative about it, but I mean. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's now, I mean, I guess we were doing it before it was cool. Now there's so many, like, bars with that, or, or that's, yep. like, a thing now. Right. You know, all those breweries and stuff that or not breweries, but all those places that axe throwing, it's always involved with booze. Yeah. I yeah, mean, I mean sh- that, wasn't, that wasn't, like, a new thing when we were, when we did that video. I mean, that was already, like, pretty big. I mean, it wasn't as, it's even mm. bigger now, but it was big at the time. You know, all the axe throwing places, they were, they had already gotten huge. Like, it already had exploded all over the place. And I know, I was always surprised. I'm like, really? So many people are, you know, some people are negative about it. Some people are surprised. Like, you guys ever seen anything? Like, there's like, like, uh, viral videos of of like jason momoa drinking a guinness and throwing axes you know like at those bars like i know i've seen them because my wife has shown them to me because she's like "Ooh, look jason momoa <laughs> whatever i can drink guinness and throw axes yeah too. right yeah Might be i'm gonna i'm too. gonna make a video about yeah i'm i'm you know i'm i'm six 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 feet even though you know i'm pretty tall <laughs> i've got broad shoulders and i've got muscles like him they're just they're just hidden they're under there, though. 
under some <laughs> stuffing. <laughs> under some stuffing, right, exactly. <laughs> you want to stay warm tonight? It's 55 degrees in this house. <laughs> what's Snug, her name? What's, what's his wife's name? Uh, Mar- Marie DeSalle. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you think she's warm tonight? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My wife's like, oh, I'm sure she's warm tonight. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, Lisa, could... Lisa Bonet. Oh, uh, yeah. She, I mean, she's all right, but I, he could do better. I mean, I, if that's his thing, if he had a yeah. crush on her, he, I think he had a crush on her when he was young. Right, when she was in, like, the Cosby show. The Cosby or, show. Or, uh, I mean, yeah, a different a, world or whatever. She's a beautiful woman, but I, he could get anybody. I don't know. She's yeah. she's a lot older than him, isn't she? Yeah, a lot older. I mean, like, mm. I think, you know, he was a kid when she was on that show. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I think he's, like, in his 30s or something, and she's in her 50s. Dang. Yeah, what are you going to do? They, they got two kids together, and... Hey, you know, they're happy. Well, good for her. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, recommendations. Yeah. Do we have? Uh, we're going to have to change. I'm going to change my recommendation. Actually, no, I'm going to use it. I, yeah, I said I would. Right. I'll start. It's the uh, the book I talked about earlier is uh, Learn to Timber Frame uh, by Will Beamer. All right. Um, it's pretty simple. I did some. I saw some YouTube videos and some guy were, guys were like, oh, yeah, I, I checked this book out. It's it's good. It's nice. And I've, I've really liked it. It goes into it. And at the end of the book, it has uh, plans for a, uh, like I said, 12 by 16 structure. Nice. Step by yeah. step goes into everything, everything you need. Um, so, yeah, I loved it. I finished it. And now I'm going back through and, and I'll try to read it again. Nice, dang. <laughs> you are serious. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, um, uh, if you have any more to talk about that, but uh, my um, my recommendation, I have actually two recommendations. So um, your your book inspired me. So the first recommendation <laughs> that that is uh, the book The Knife Steel Nerds by uh, Laren Thomas. Um, no, it's, it's called Knife Engineering. Um, his I think his website is called Knife Steel Nerds. Um, but Laren Thomas is the author. And uh, I want to say that when I got it and what I've seen, it's it's pretty pretty hefty. Like, it's a big book. You know, it's multiple hundred of pages and tons, lots of, like, technical pictures and lots of numbers and all these graphs and stuff. And just flipping through, it seemed pretty daunting. But then once I started reading it, the way he writes is very... Um, very like down to earth and intuitive and he's talking about stuff and then he'll relate something and be like, okay, this is something you want. You want to remember these uh, initial basics things. So that way when I yeah. talk about them later, you understand. And it's written so well and so easy to read. You know, I was like, man, this is a, cause it all, it's about knife heat treating and all the engineering. So mm-hmm. you know, edge, edge retention and, um, you know, like, all the metallurgy and and different steels and edge geometry and all this stuff that's very technical um, mm-hmm. but the way he writes is very very approachable so if anybody's interested in that book and uh i would say go ahead and get it now i haven't finished it yet but i definitely got a couple chapters in and i realized that it's it's a pretty easy read and it's very captivating so that is uh knife engineering by laren thomas and my other uh recommendation is um on Instagram is Woodsman's Finest. 
let's see if I can find it. Um, my internet is gone, even though I have a Wi-Fi. No, I can't find it. Well, <clears throat> so it's Woodsman's <laughs> Finest. It's Woodsman's, so W-O-O-D-S-M-A-N-S underscore finest, Woodsman's Finest. And uh, he does all sorts of, uh, I think what he's been posting a lot of recently are, is spoon carving and that's one of those things that I've just always loved and I've done some spoons and I think ever, ever since I watched the, uh, alone in the wilderness with Dick Pranicky, um, you know, he carves out a spoon. I think the first, one of the first or second times I saw that, I just went out into the woods and cut a chunk of pine tree that was down and made a spoon, which we still use almost weekly. Cause it's a, it's like a ladle, <laughs> a, a ladle, which well, we that, call our batter, our batter spoon. So that's a, that's a video we need, I guess. Yeah. What's, yeah. what's, what's Andy Rawls. He's got his, one of his first ones. He did, a. Carving yeah, a spoon from a hundred-year-old something, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, what we do in. is we say carving a spoon from a two hundred-year-old tree. <laughs> and, a uh, tree. Yeah. We like from a thousand-year-old tree. Yeah. <laughs> from a rock. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> guy? I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, oh, whatever. But uh, yeah, it was from petrified forest story. wood. Uh, yeah. I definitely, yeah, that's one of those. Uh, that's those a good, that, that's a great about. video. That'd be a nice, we're yeah. always trying to figure out how we can spread out a little bit wider and yep. uh, pull other people in and do different types of projects. That's why we try not to stick to one thing. And the one thing is boring, uh, you know. Right. Yeah. Boring. I think, I think every time we switch a little bit, every time we move 15 degrees to the right or left, um, well, I think you and I both get excited. We're like, oh, yeah. this is going to be cool. This is nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. And like you said, that it just expands the things that we can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because like, I mean, like we're fairly limited to what we can do just with the tools that I have and my and my knowledge of what things I can make. So that's why we've like done knife making and bow making and some woodworking and some metalworking. And you know, as I learn new things and as I get new tools, we do new videos. Um, but uh, but yeah, this, yeah, spoon carving is something that I've done off and on. I've probably made about a dozen spoons and spatulas over the last maybe eight or nine years right um, and, and and that i mean if it's done it's if it's a spoon at the end of it you've done it right right yeah exactly you cannot like <laughs> i mean the people will still maybe give you shit for not using this tool or that tool but it's like <laughs> it's a spoon like what do you want right right it turned out right you know it's, it's, it, yeah it's gonna scoop and hold you know hold liquid or whatever yeah what's your um, what's the problem here yeah i have a uh um have what was I gonna say? I, don't, I I we have a spatula that I made um, because I made a spoon for somebody, and then when you make a spoon, if you're cutting it out of a big like chunk of wood, you have what's left over after you cut that spoon shape out of wood, almost like a ladle shape. You have yeah. a spatula shape already there. Ah, <laughs> like, nice. You have what's left on the bottom plus this kind of funky shape handle, which is just the negative shape of what you cut out from the other thing. So often when I make a spoon, I'll make a spatula along with it and then I'll give them like together as gifts. So it's like these two things go together made so, out of the same piece of wood. Carving a kitchen set. Yeah, there you go. There we go. Yeah, that'd be cool. A spoon, spatula. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and we have, um, from a thousand year old tree, right? I have some, some tools and, yeah, and and the nice thing that I like about wood carving, well, about spoon carving, it's like super approachable too. It's you just kind of take a whatever chunk of wood, kind of cut it kind of flat on top, draw the the you know the above the plan view the above profile of your of your spoon, mm-hmm. and then you know or even like the side, you kind of figure out what you want. 
usually you carve the bowl first while you still have the big chunk, so you have a lot of wood to clamp in the vise, and then you just shape the outside. I mean, it's, you could even you could easy. even do a whole uh, knife spoon f- knife spoon and fork kind of set. I could do that, yeah. Because be really, cool. if you needed to kind of cut something, it it, it would work a, a wooden knife, right? You know, yeah, yeah, and, and definitely like I mean, people use wooden knives for cutting up salad stuff and they use them for obviously their uh, wooden butter knives and cheese knives and things like that too so that'd be cool that'd be cool yeah i like it i like the idea of doing that but i like the spoon spatula maybe maybe we take like one chunk of wood and then see how many things we can make how many like kitchen utensils we can make out of that one chunk of wood right you get a plate (laughs) yeah right (laughs) cheese board just chop it up and then make a cutting board out of it Yeah, that's fun stuff. But yeah, yeah. So Woodsman's finest. Uh, he does some really beautiful wood carving, uh, really beautiful spoons, um, and uh, some like some other woodworking stuff. So check him out on Instagram. Cool. All right. Well, I don't have to uh, talk about Patreon because we talked about them in the middle of the show. <laughs> but you guys can support us on Patreon. You can follow us over on Instagram at The Art of Craftsmanship. And then, obviously, we would love for you all to go to YouTube and check out our videos, check out our channel, follow along, learn something new, you know, make your your uh, your next project or your first project. Uh, and, <laughs> your uh, next first project. Next first, yeah. And, uh, and then and then send us some information, either DM or, or you know, uh, tag us on Instagram, send me an email. I'd love to see some stuff. I actually just got a guy who sent over um, a one a fire pit that he made out of the, the barrel fire pit video. Nice. He sent an email and sent some pictures. And it, it's great. It looked super awesome and it's, it's awesome. So it was great to see it and it was great to just have a conversation with somebody, you know, personally through email. So if you guys are ever inspired by stuff we do, you please reach out to us and um, Devin, Devin, you got a new Instagram handle too, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to keep it. I'm trying to keep it hidden. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind then. We won't talk about it. <laughs> keep it secret. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I yeah, just, yeah. I just changed my name to the Art of Camera Guy. Um, <laughs> just because I don't the know my, 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 yeah, the Art of Camera Guy. Uh, my other name was just. I, I don't know if people knew who I was, if I was trying to talk right. to them. Uh, not that it mattered, but so I figured, why not? I mean, I don't know if I'll post anything. It, it's just going to add to whatever the other craftsmanship's doing. Yep. Maybe some more behind-the-scenes stuff, maybe technical gear stuff and editing, that side of stuff. Um, right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Should be good. I know. I was excited when I saw that. I sent you a DM. I was like, whoa, what did you change your name? That's awesome. I love it. I said, of, I, I, I was like, of. what is this? What's this message? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I've ever had a DM. <laughs> I'm still, <laughs> it's, I'm all, I'm new. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things when you look under your DMS, you'll see, uh, there's, um, at the top, it'll send, it'll say there are a few requests, but it does, they don't pop up automatically so someone not depending on your settings people can't just send you a straight dm they'll, they'll mm. like send you a dm and then you have to accept that they want to dm with uh, you. okay you, you accept the conversation and then yeah keep going. right right okay and, yeah for a long time i didn't realize that so then once i realized that there were like 50 people who were trying to send me messages and i was like oh accept 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 <laughs> went through so so that, yeah that's a little tip for you <laughs> see oh. those, uh, those message requests because <laughs> people want to talk to you i guess yeah all right 
Go. Cool. All right. Well, uh, if you guys are interested, definitely uh, ch- watch watch for us on Instagram. I'm going to post some questions, and if you have any questions or any anything you're concerned about or you're working on a bow and you need some help, let me know in the comments. Let me know in the responses, and I will be sure to uh, ask those questions to Clay Hayes yeah. next week on our podcast. Yeah, if you want to learn from Master Boyer. Yes, absolutely. Oh, also, one more thing I want to say. I, I, yeah. I've been thinking of doing a couple stingers and, and tags and stuff for for the uh, for the podcast, like yeah. adding like sounds and the oh. questions now, blah, blah, blah. But I was also listening to uh, the Ricky Gervais podcast, which is an old classic, yeah. um, which I love. And they made it into an HBO series and all that. But Ricky just always did his own. They're like, oh, do the do the thing. And he would do it every time, oh, nice. like differently. <laughs> so whatever the, the 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 segment was, he'd come up with a new, like, top recommendations. <laughs> nice. Like like you and I can just take them over and do it that way. I thought that right. that that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Send your DMs. Send DMs. Nice. I like it. Cool. Yeah, like I like how we always like we're thinking of something. We're like, oh, maybe we'll try this, and then we see someone we love do something different. We're like, yeah, we don't need to do that. That's stupid. We'll just do it our <laughs> way. We'll do it the way that we want to do it in the first place. It doesn't need to be professional. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's perfect. Hey, as, as long as long as we're having fun with it. And yeah. Absolutely. We are. All right. I think we're done. We've got uh, done. two sessions. We'll edit those together. And uh, <laughs> and now, we, now we've now we we've had this happen to us once. So when it happens again in the future, it'll be cakewalk. That being said, my phone still says no service. I don't know what happened here. We lost at oh All right. All right, everybody. Well, thanks so much for listening. And we will talk to you all next time. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.